This is the Root Student Ministry Podcast, where our mission is for middle school and high school students to establish strong roots in their relationship with Jesus by connecting in the body of believers, growing in their knowledge and faith, and going to serve the community and the world. If you would like more information about us, check out our website at icrossroads.org roots, or you can find us on Instagram and TikTok at CSM Roots. From wherever you are listening, we hope you are encouraged by this message. Hey everyone, welcome to our new series called Thoughts and Prayers. So let me ask this, have you ever heard the phrase thoughts and prayers? It's the kind of thing that people will say if they hear that someone is going through like something really difficult or maybe it's said kind of like a little bit of a joke like, oh, you spend, you have to spend all weekend in SAT prep class. Oh, you have my thoughts and prayers. And we use this phrase to basically say, wow, that's tough what you're going through and I can't fix it. I can't make it better or make it go away, but, but I'll pray for you or I'm thinking about you. We've all seen this, right? Somebody in your group text at school says, hey, pray for me, guys. I'm going through blank, whatever it is. And, and people respond with the prayer emoji or thoughts and prayers for you or prayers up or some other phrase that means kind of the same thing. And most of us, we mean it, right? Like we mean at some point in the day, even right now as I type this, I'm, I'm gonna pray for you. But you know this already, oftentimes typing thoughts and prayers is a lot easier than actually praying for someone. In fact, typing the prayer hands emoji is even easier than even praying for myself. And even though I think prayer is a good idea, even though I, I'm saying, like, even though I, I say I'm going to do it, the whole thing just kind of feels complicated. And think of your favorite vending, vending machine snack. Like when I was a kid, my answer was Skittles. 100% without question, the best vending machine snack was Skittles. And I was a fruity candy type guy. So if I, if I went to a vending machine, I was definitely getting Skittles and there was no competition and I didn't even have to think about my decision. But have you ever pressed or accidentally pressed the wrong combination of buttons? Like you meant to hit C6 for the Skittles, but you pressed the wrong key. And now instead of Skittles, you got some gross like wheat chips. Or maybe you hit the wrong combination of buttons and the whole thing just like jammed up. And there was, there's nothing more frustrating than just seeing your candy just hanging on the edge, but not actually falling towards you so you can get it. And I bring it up because sometimes I think prayer feels that way. Like there's a right combination of words that you have to say. And maybe like me, you've tried to, to pray and felt like you had to use maybe these things, all right? Fancy words. Like we do the whole bow our heads and close our eyes thing. And suddenly we are back in colonial times using strange words like, dearest Lord God, creator of heaven and earth, thank thee for this blessed morning. <laughs> or maybe for you, you think you have to use some formal words somehow. People just know this special combination of words to start or end a prayer. And it sounds like, like formal, perfect, and serious. Like, Lord, we pray in the name of Jesus Christ, whose blood has cleansed us from sin and redeemed our souls and purified our spirits. Or maybe for you, you, you feel like you have these kind of fake words. Maybe you've noticed that when praying, it feels like you have to be overly positive and holy, even if you don't feel that way. And maybe you try to make things sound okay when they're really not. Like, 
Oh Lord, thank you that we got a win last night. And I know I played the worst game of my entire life, but I'm so glad my teammates had the best game of theirs. Thank you for always helping me and the way that and you care way more about the overall team performance than my own personal performance. Thank you, God. And the point is, it can feel like when we pray, we have to use the right combination of two formal words, a fancy closer and a little fake happy to, to make things work. So why do we feel that way? What is it that convinces us that we have to be fancy or fake or super formal when we pray? Where did we get that idea? I think for a lot of us, it's that deep down we believe this. If I pray the right way, God will give me what I want. And we think if I just hit the right combination of fancy words, there's the these and the thous and good attitude and throw in, uh, in your name we pray, then bam, I should get what I want. And of course, it doesn't always work that way, right? And have you ever prayed and gotten nothing? And sometimes our prayers feel more like Skittles stuck in the vending machine than like actually getting what we want out of it. Whether it was something that doesn't seem like a big deal, and we've all prayed that we would find a phone charger or something really huge like healing for our sick relative. And these are real requests that are a big deal to us. So when we put yourself, so when you put yourself out there and, and pray about them, but the prayer seems to go unanswered. It leaves you with a question that we've probably all asked. Does prayer even work? And maybe like me, you've wondered, what happened? Am I, am I doing it wrong? Or what's the point of all this? Or may, maybe here's, here's a better question. If there's a God and if God loves you, why make prayer so difficult? I mean, is God intentionally being difficult about this whole prayer thing? Or is it possible that this awkward and confusing, perfect combination of fancy, formal, and fake kind of prayer was never what God intended in the first place? So we're going to look at two passages from the Bible today, written hundreds of years apart from each other, but both are helpful in, get help in getting us to see prayer in a better way. And the first passage was written by a guy named James who James, he wasn't a random Jesus follower. James was the brother of Jesus. And while Jesus was alive, James wasn't exactly Jesus's biggest fan. And he didn't think Jesus was the son of God until Jesus was crucified or, or killed and then came back to life. And that was enough to change James's mind. So in this letter, after having faith in who Jesus is and what Jesus did, James writes this in James 4, 8. He says, come near to God and he will come near to you. And maybe that doesn't sound like much, but what James is not saying in this verse is just as important as what he is saying. James is not saying, hey, come near to God and, and you will get exactly what you pray for. Or pray using the right combination of words and God will come near to you. Or get your act together first and God will listen to your prayers. In fact, James doesn't seem to be saying that you have to do much of anything except just show up. In other words, prayer isn't about the words or the results or a formula. 
It's about being near. The point is becoming close to God. It's about having a relationship. In some ways, it's almost like we've missed the whole point of prayer. Does God want to hear about our wants and needs? Absolutely. But more than that, God wants to be close to us, to be a friend to us, to be near. And James isn't the only person to talk about prayer in a surprising way. In fact, James grew up learning the Hebrew scriptures, written long before he was born, and in a part of the Hebrew scriptures called Psalms, a guy named David made this statement in Psalm 145. It says, The Lord is near to all who call on him, to all who call on him in truth. So David just like James, seemed to think that prayer was a little more than just using the right combination of fancy words to talk to God. For both of them, the point wasn't just about communicating our, our requests and waiting to get what, what we want. It was about confidence in God being close to us and connecting with us when we pray. And at the same time, David points out something important. He points out truth. So think about it. To be connected to somebody, you have to be real with them, right? You can't be totally fake and have a great relationship with anyone. So as much as we don't have to be fancy or formal to connect with God, we really shouldn't be fake either. So what David knew, what James knew, and what I have discovered personally is that there is a real God who wants a relationship with you. And like any other relationship that you have, there has to be some real honest conversation. In other words, if there is any formula for prayer, it isn't formal, fancy, fake. No, it's, it's this. Honest prayers is greater than fancy prayer. And one of the best ways to connect with anyone is being honest with them. And you know this already, right? Like think about some of the best and deepest conversations that you've ever had with a friend. Maybe it was on the band bus headed home after a late game, or maybe it was on Discord after a really good game with someone, or maybe it was around a campfire just sitting there and just the nostalgic of the fire. And you're like, man, I just want to have a good conversation. <laughs> maybe it, it was taking a break at the skate park or even a late night text thread. No matter where you hung out, there's a good chance that the conversation got good when somebody got honest about something in their life. It wasn't because one person used the right combination of words to get, get what they wanted, because that's called manipulation, by the way. You don't want that type of friend. But if you had a great and deep connection with a friend, it's because someone started being real. And oftentimes, the same is true with God. For those of you who have stopped praying, I want to ask you to give it another shot. Trust James when he says that God will come near to you when you come near to God. Simply begin to talk to God again. For others of you who have been praying for a while, I want you to add listening to part of your habit of prayer. Maybe you've been treating prayer like a vending machine for years and it feels like it's just stuck. It's not working. Instead, think of prayer like, like a conversation with a friend. The point is connection. Should you do some talking? Sure, yes. But also, try listening. God most likely won't talk back to you in like some audible voice, but Jesus told us that he would leave his spirit here with us, the Holy Spirit. And when we take time to be quiet in prayer, 
We can be confident that God's spirit is working in our lives and we can pay attention and listen for it. And there are other ways that we can listen for God. There's one way in particular that can be helpful and I call it a a prayer pattern. And here's a way to start. So write your honest prayers and then read them out loud to God. And this helps your mind stay focused on prayer. And this is also a really easy way to keep track of what you actually have been praying. Maybe it's a prayer journal. Maybe it's just writing it on postcards or or note cards and saving them. Keep in mind, as you write your prayers out or, or maybe even type them out in a notes app, that honest prayer is better than fancy prayer because the point isn't to impress anyone, but to just connect with God. And remember, as you write that the point is less about informing God about what is going on in your life and more about being honest because the honesty is what builds that connection with God. Then by by writing down or typing your honest prayer, you can look back at your prayer weeks or months later and see how God has come near to you. When you look back at what God has done, whether it was through circumstances changing or you changing, You're actually listening to God by taking time to consider how God has been working in your life. Then pray more and look back more and pray more, creating a pattern, a habit. The next thing, be intentional about taking a literal break from talking. Choose to spend time quietly listening instead. Again, you're not listening for a voice that you can hear, but for what God may be saying quietly to you your heart. No matter what you decide to do to begin to develop your prayer pattern, there is one important thing to remember, to listen. Learning to listen is a huge part of connecting with God, but don't overcomplicate what this means. God can speak to you in a bunch of different ways. God can speak through your life group leader or your parents, or maybe an event that you go to, or maybe just listening to music. Or he, he speaks to you through scripture or even just in the silence of your quiet time. You can trust that no matter how God speaks to you, you will still get the message and, and you'll grow closer in the process. So as we finish up, I want you to know that God loves you and wants nothing more than to just be close to you and connect with you. God is for you and prayer is for you to connect with a God who wants what is best for you. God wants to connect with you honestly and in a real way. And that's bigger than just saying, hey, thoughts and prayers. God wants to be close to you. So let me pray for you. Father, thank you so much for those who are watching this right now. And I just pray that um, this time we can slow down and realize that you want to be with us. You want to spend time with us. So I pray that we can become intentional with the time that we spend and we can actually take time to listen to what you are doing in our lives. We love you, Jesus, and thank you for everything that you are doing in our lives. And we pray this in Jesus' name. Amen.